is Sophie Lawson from sophielawson.com and this is episode 6 of the So Free Art podcast which is a little podcast I do each week about art and things and this one's going to be another one about the things, self-awareness and it's going to be like how no matter what you do art is going to lead to self-awareness which is why I think art is really good for healing. And it's why I think a lot of artists become like meditators and maybe even lucid dreamers and stuff is it's because one of the things of, of art is self-awareness. So this podcast is going to be a bit weird in that it might be quite a personal one. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to just talk about how, like before I found art, I, I was not very self-aware at all. And ever since art, I've just become more and more and more self-aware. So before... I found out I found art in 2013 that's when I started drawing and I was 33 at the time and as I said in one of the other podcasts I was suffering with like crippling OCD panic attacks social anxiety and I was still in denial about being transgender and when I found art in 2013 I sort of become obsessed with it and for for about a year I basically did nothing but draw but what I realised with the drawing was one of the secrets to learning how to draw was was all about self-awareness so the key secret to drawing is to draw what you see not what you know and this actually not only is this self-awareness this is also when I started to realise that like what you see in front of you isn't real so even back then in 2013 I was beginning to realise that the world isn't actually real it's just a mental projection and and this is what's really becoming apparent lately in the lucid dreaming and I think that's why I'm so fascinated by the lucid dreaming is because it's proving to me all these things that I've always felt even like 20 years ago I always used to feel as if like something wasn't right as if like we were missing something and back then I I didn't know nothing about anything like to do with meditation or I wasn't spiritual or anything I was just playing video games but so with the art the secret is to look at what you see not what you know and there's so many things about this for instance looking looking at the trapped shapes so when you look at something say you're looking at your hand Instead, and you want to draw the hand realistically, instead of looking at the hand, you look at the shapes between the fingers. And it's quite hard to explain how to do this, but the way I was able to start, because I struggled being able to see and draw trap shapes or negative shapes for a couple of years. And then the way I finally was able to do it was, if you look at your hand, if you put your hand out in front of you, it's all to do with the edges so, like the trap shape between two of your fingers is like a V shape. And so, a good way to be able to, to draw negative and trap shapes is to look at the edge of one of your fingers. But instead of looking at the edge of your finger with your eyes focused on the side of the finger, look at the edge of the finger but put your focus to the other side of the finger. It's, it's quite hard to explain, but if you can do that, it's a very like subtle difference. 
but it actually works and because what you're doing is you're looking at the edge so you can see the shape of the line but instead of looking at the finger and then thinking I'm drawing a finger by by looking at that same edge but putting your focus to the other side of the edge which is just air so there is no shape to that it means you end up only drawing the line that you're seeing so that's how I started to be able to do negative shapes so that I could draw what I was seeing instead of what I was seeing um, <clears throat> I could draw what I was seeing instead of what I was thinking so one of the keys to drawing is basically self-awareness and it's in all these different forms and then when you go outside it improves your self-awareness outside because you're instead of just walking around like a zombie like I used to I'm actually outside now looking at things so it just makes you more aware of the surrounding environment it makes you aware of like the clouds the colors the shapes of things you just become you just naturally become more aware in your everyday life so I started to notice that that was happening and then I was watching something on TV because I started thinking I started just I had this instinct feeling that this self-awareness was actually quite powerful and it felt like it was more powerful than art and because I was also beginning to realize that what you see isn't is basically like a it's all in the mind like because when you're drawing something like say you want to draw let's say you want to draw a hand so you, you break the hand down into different shapes right but one of these shapes which you know is a finger so if you was to draw it as a finger you would think it's got to be this straight thing like a finger but when you actually look at it you see it's it's a, a different shape to what you think so you you start realizing that your mind is effectively making things up. It's like filling in the gaps, so you're not really fully aware. It's only when you become fully aware and actually look at something to draw it that you really see it for what it is. That's when you start seeing all the little details and stuff, which your mind normally just filters out. And so I started to realise that the mind was creating my reality, or it creates everyone's reality. So I started thinking, well... Because I had suffered from really bad OCD for ages, well, all my life, really. And I used to have this really silly OCD, like, some of it was quite funny. I'd, if I was walking to work, suddenly I might have this thought that I'm only allowed to stand on grey pavement stones. <laughs> if I stand on any pink pavements, something bad will happen. It felt like that. And what would happen is if I... There's, there'd be other things like... I'd have to walk a certain way past lampposts. So it was like this OCD had me doing really sort of crazy things which made no sense, but it felt real. It felt as if if I walked, say, on the left-hand side of the lamppost, something bad would happen, and it really felt like something bad would happen. So I always ended up having to walk on the right. And if I accidentally walked on the left of the lamppost, I'd have to walk back and go around the right <laughs> and I noticed that like loads of people have this and um, like my granddad used to have it and he had one where he would shut the door he would lock the door and go out but as he walked off he would end up thinking did I lock that door <laughs> so he'd walk back to check the door 
and then he'd, he'd say, OK, I did lock it, and then he'd walk off again. But then he'd think, did I actually lock it? And he would, like, four or five times keep checking the door to make sure he'd locked it. And, and that's like an OCD. That's the thought in your head that is, isn't real, but it really feels real. So I had this OCD, and it was just ruining everything, like, so many things. And I watched something on TV... Um, around about the same time and what this bloke said was he said because one of the girls was it was all about OCD and um, it was like on channel 4 it was an OCD camp so they had a load of young people who suffered from OCD and this bloke who was trying to help them and one of these girls she said um, I think she was she was only allowed to eat she, her mind had said she was only allowed to eat certain coloured skittles or something like that. It was like, say for instance, she was only allowed to eat the green Skittles. If she ate any of the other Skittles, something bad would happen. And in her head, she had the thought that if she ate any other coloured Skittles, um, somebody would die in her family. And so she said to this bloke, if I eat any other coloured Skittles, something bad will happen. And then he said to her, and this changed everything for me, because he said... Um, he said, you are right, something bad might happen, but something bad might not happen. <laughs> and I know it's just that little thing that changed everything, because I started thinking, he's right, you know, something bad might happen, but it might not. So that's almost like this same thing of looking at trap shapes. If Like trying to find the negative shape is all about looking at the edge, but instead of focusing on the finger... You focus on the other side of the edge and it's almost the same as um, getting over this OCD. You have this thought that something bad might happen if you do this, which is a limiting belief to try to control you. That's what I think is happening. But that limiting, that limiting belief that something bad might happen, if you put all your focus on that, you're going to keep doing the OCD. But if you just slightly nudge your awareness to the to the other side of that which is something bad might not happen and um, what will happen is you end up realising that you don't have to believe that belief and so that was the first it was like art like made me realise all of this and then that bloke saying that quote on the TV was how I was able to sort of use that same skill that I'd got in art um, with my mental thoughts for this OCD and about four months later, I had actually pretty much got rid of my OCD completely, which was unbelievable because it, until that point, it was like crippling me. Every part of my life was um, like almost ruled by this OCD. And that just started snowballing because then I started thinking, well, if I can overcome that limiting belief of OCD, <laughs> which I only realised I could do because of doing my drawing which made me realise that the mind lies to you I started thinking well maybe I can overcome the limiting belief of social anxiety so then I started seeing a counsellor and that counsellor then led to the gender clinic and like one thing led to another and I ended up to the point where in 2016 I could actually look at my transgenderness <laughs> and because I'd always had this limiting belief that I can't transition because it's too scary, like all these things. It would just 
be too... I always just had this belief that I wouldn't be able to transition. And I was, I'd got to a point, because of all these other things which I'd overcome slowly by changing my beliefs, I started thinking, what if I put the awareness onto the belief that I can transition? <laughs> and, like, I'm proving to myself that I can. So if I had kept believing that I couldn't transition... I wouldn't have been able to transition. Whereas now, because I know I can transition, I can transition. And this goes back to lucid dreaming, because with the lucid dreaming, you realise that this real world that we live in is all mental, just as much as the dream world. And so you start realising that whatever you believe in the real world, that's what's going to happen. So that means, in a, in a, in a way, the real world is just another dream world because it's all to do with your beliefs and lucid dreaming is really highlighting that but this other thing that's also happening this is where it's i don't know if it's to do with self-awareness i think it is but it's to do with my voice because i think i think this is where it proves it's a mental thing so i'm going to do a little bit now about my voice and how by changing my awareness onto it i i think it's my awareness of my voice that creates the issue. So I'll just do the whole lot. <clears throat> I'll just explain the whole thing. Um, it goes back to a quote that I heard. It also... Hmm, see, I put my awareness on my voice and now my voice has gone bad. How weird is that? That just proves what's, what's happening. It's very hard, though, to change... Um, the thing so with the voice this is another thing where I think the self-awareness is going to help and it's where I think art is leading to like me being able to heal my voice so um, in 2003 no ages ago actually in 1993 I was basically strangled I was 13 and I was strangled and after that, I was hit with, like, insane social anxiety, panic attacks. And I also lost my voice a lot. Um, yeah, I just lost the ability to speak up, really. I, I always thought it was like a confidence thing and a shyness. But I believe it was actually somehow linked to that. And what happened on the podcast the other day... This lady was talking about um, how um, mental pain that hasn't been healed always manifests itself as a physical issue, like a physical pain or something. So, 1993, I was strangled. I then, I never really was able to heal that. And I sort of tried to run away from the strangling. I never spoke about it or anything. It, I just tried to hide it. And the reason I tried to hide it was because I was dealing with being transgender. <laughs> I was 13 at the time, so I was just starting to hit puberty, which means my body was starting to get hairy and showing signs of being male when I felt female. So that just seemed more important to me. So the voice got put to the side. But in um, 2013 when I started seeing a counsellor one of the things I said to her was um, 
because I went there thinking I was going to be talking about gender, about my gender and social anxiety. And I said right at the start, I said, because she wanted to know about my history, I said, in 1993, when I was 13, I got strangled, but I don't know if that's got anything to do with anything. <laughs> and and that's what I said. I didn't realise what I said. And then she said, because I was called Kevin at the time, she said, Kevin, stop. Listen to what you just said. You just said you've got strangled. You got strangled and you don't know if it's got anything to do with anything. So she straight away put my awareness onto that. And then I was talking to her and I said, um, like 10 years later, I developed a voice disorder. And in that moment, I said to her, that's quite weird, isn't it? <laughs> but looking back now, that um, that syncs up with what this lady was saying on the podcast, which is that if you don't heal a mental issue, it will in the end become a physical thing. So I think what happened was, um, what happened was, I think, because I didn't deal with the being strangled and I still haven't really dealt with it um you know 10 years later it ended up manifesting as a voice disorder and what happened was I went to the doctors and um I have I've got something like called papillomas on the vocal cords and they said the doctor said we actually have no idea where these come from it's a virus that some people get everyone is born with it it's just some people it gets activated and some people it doesn't. And you, they said you can't really treat it. All you can do is keep the papillomas at bay. And what they are is they're little, like, uh, basically warts on the inside of the vocal folds. So what happens is as you're talking, the vocal f- thing opens up to let the air through. But if you've got these little, like, papillomas on each side... It limits the amount of air that can get through, which is why sometimes my voice goes hoarse. But I do believe... So there is definitely a physical thing there. But like I said last week, I think 90% of it is mental. Because I think, again, because what I'm realising with everything else is that what you think is what becomes real. So because I think I have this voice thing disorder, I sometimes am making it worse because I'm thinking it's there so I think once I can focus and once I can put my self-awareness once I can put my awareness and believe that I don't have it it will go away I also have to deal with the unresolved mental issue of being strangled which is what I'm trying to do in the lucid dreaming because inside of the lucid dreaming you can actually like talk to what I think is this higher well, basically, I think it's the universe, like what some people would call call a god or something. It's like a inner awareness. You can actually talk to that and get answers, but you can also do healing within the lucid dream. This is why art is really powerful, because art started the, the snowball of self-awareness off for me, which then, like, it then brought in meditation. It then allowed me to realise that your beliefs create the reality which then allowed me to believe that I could transition. And then by transitioning, it even more has confirmed that you create your reality by your beliefs. And then suddenly at the same time that I'm like really getting into almost having been fully transitioned, 
at the same time, when I'm also trying to push myself on doing videos and podcasts and stuff, which is going against one of my beliefs that I... One of my beliefs is that I have a bad voice. So that's always been there that you can't do a podcast because you've got a bad voice. So I'm going against that belief, which I think what happened was, because I went against that belief, I, I'd put so much awareness on the, the voice. It was that night, the night of the first podcast, is the night I had my first lucid dream. And it's almost as if, like I almost think it's as if the universe thought, you're finally ready to heal your voice. <laughs> and it brought lucid dreaming in, knowing that if I could overcome the fears, because there are quite a lot of fears in lucid dreaming, you have to be quite fearless, and I'm not there yet. But I think I think the universe knows that via lucid dreaming, I can overcome the limiting belief of my voice. <laughs> it sounds quite mad, but it's quite beautiful how everything's happening. And basically the moral of the story is is that like art, it completely changes the way you look at everything. Not, not just the way you look at the world in terms of how you draw it and break things down into shapes, but it also changes how you look at your mind. And then when it's like so many things about art have been amazing because just starting drawing and I start when I started drawing I couldn't do realistic drawings. But because I realised that the secret to drawing is nothing more than just learning how to draw. (laughs) Because I realised quite early on that drawing is just a skill that can be learned. So the more I started drawing and realising that you could learn how to do realistic drawing, the more I started to, I guess, get confidence in the new belief system. (laughs) I think that's what was going on. And, And so... You started, you started drawing, realising that if you believed you could draw, you would end up being able to draw. And then you start re- thinking, well, if I believe that I can transition, maybe I can transition. And then you start thinking, well, if I can believe I can do this, then maybe I can do this. And so it all starts with one little act of learning how to draw. <laughs> and it changes everything. And it is all to do with self-awareness. So I don't know if this podcast is going to make any sense at all. Um, I guess, as you can tell, I didn't take any notes. I just spoke from my head. I've been thinking about this for a couple of days, because it was after that lady on the podcast said how a mental unresolved issue always manifests as a physical. That was like quite a that was quite an important moment because it. I just started thinking, wow. She, that's exactly what's happened with me. And it's then I started thinking, I need to, um, like, sort this out. <laughs> and then I started, that's when I started thinking, well, lucid dreaming is how you can do it. It's unbelievable. But then the other thing that's really good here is it's going to go full circle because I'm convinced that you can use lucid dreaming to improve your art and to create like amazing paintings and then bring them to life in the real world so how cool is this going to be if art allows you to come into your life it allows you to heal to overcome all these uh, like um, mental limiting beliefs you've had you can overcome all of those and then 
you then use the thing that art brought into your life, which is lucid dreaming, you then use that to actually go back into the art <laughs> to create like the best art that you can possibly do. And also, because you've transitioned, you've got all these stories and experiences that you could then pour into the art. So everything just comes together. It's going to be like a circle. <laughs> and I think it's the same for everyone, because everybody is struggling with something. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty sure everybody has got something that they have suppressed. And it might be showing as a physical like pain or it might still just be a repressed mental thing but I really think art could help everybody it's quite amazing how powerful art is um so that's basically this week's podcast it's a very weird one um but I might come back to this in the future and I probably I'd probably like to write a blog post or something about how everything linked together and maybe I'll do another podcast on it once I've done that and that's basically it for this week oh something I did I did write one little note which I thought was kind of cool and um, what I wrote was um like before I found art I had effectively lost my voice <laughs> and I'd lost my voice not just in terms of how croaky it was and stuff but I'd also lost my voice in terms of being so shy that I was unable to speak up and, you know, I was just basically drifting through life like aimlessly. So once art entered my life, it's allowing me to find... Art is basically allowing me to find my voice, both literally and figuratively, <laughs> which I thought was kind of cool. But self-awareness is key to everything, I think. I'm pretty sure. And something I said right at the start is everything is mental. And the more I the more I dive into the lucid dreaming, meditation, just journaling, writing, everything, the more I look into everything, the more I become convinced that everything is mental and that's really good because it means to some extent it means we are in control of our destiny it means we can do anything really because if it's all mental if we can just change our mind if we can just change our belief we will change our reality because that's how it works because reality is just another dream and you can manipulate dreams once you know once you know you're dreaming you can manipulate the dream and i think you can do the same thing in reality but it requires self-awareness so i think that is the secret to art is it's all about self-awareness and ultimately leading to you becoming your true self whatever that is because it's different for everyone so that's episode 6 of the so free art podcast i hope you I hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you have any comments or questions or anything, you can email me at sophie at sophielawson.com or if you go to the show notes on sofreeart.com, there's a little 
contact form on there and you can send a message and maybe I'll talk about it on the next podcast or something. You can also find me on Twitter at Sophie Lawson Art and Instagram at Sophie.Lawson. But until next time, the only thing left to do, this week's quote goes to Lao Tzu and it is Watch your thoughts, they become words. Watch your words, they become actions. Watch your actions, they become habits. Watch your habits, they become character. Watch your character, it becomes your destiny. Lao Tzu Art is going to lead to self-awareness, which why, which is which which why. <laughs>